Hello and welcome to the first episode of the second season of Walled Garden Weekly. Nice. It's been so long since we recorded an episode that uh, I've decided to uh, encapsulate my shame and just start over <laughs> with a, a clean slate and uh, hopefully weekly recordings for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's a big commitment, but I'm, I'm going to work up to it. You know, there might be only three episodes in <laughs> season two, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they'll be really good. You'll love them. All seasons will be contiguous. Yes. So uh, apologies for the echo. We are in my new dining room. Um, and uh, it's uh, really the first recording we've done from my house where it's sort of like habitable. The temperature is a nice, you know, 70 degrees. We do record all of the ha- all over your house. We have. We've done it up in the... We were talking actually. So my closet, the acoustics are amazing. Amazing. Because there's so many clothes. They're really good dampers. Um, but it's kind of awkward being in the closet with Kevin. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to think of a joke that didn't like make me sound like I was in the closet, but uh, there, there failure. Is no, there's no but such joke. It reminded me of at Google. They have those like crazy, like you've seen them in pictures. They have those like crazy conference rooms that are like in a tent or whatever. Okay. The thing is, it seems stupid, but when you go into that room, it's like being in no other room because anything you say, the sound is dead. Yeah. There's not the slightest reverb because right. it, the, the It makes wall... you feel kind of deaf, right? Exactly. Like I've been in sound studios where it's like that too, yeah. like with the egg crate walls and it's just, it's weird. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, a lot has happened since. Yeah, we should do a quick recap. But before that, we are, we are oh. drinking, drinking our traditional beer. Uh, so um, this week it's Stone IPA. Uh, what is my flavor feeling on this one? I'm far less discriminating. It just tastes like I'm an getting IPA. getting bitterness, some floral hops, and uh, you know, honestly, I'm not a huge IPA drinker, but I, I like this. This is pretty good. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not a huge IPA drinker, you should drink what I drink a lot of, which is a Maximus. Yep. We did a regular Lagunitas six months ago, right? Or we did a Maximus more than, a couple. We did a Maximus. Yeah. Last, I think the time before last. The the thing why a pure an IPA or double IPA purist would scoff at Maximus probably because um, it's multi. Yeah, it has malts in it, so unlike the sort of piney right, floral, right. you know, citrus. Yeah. Um, but that just makes it—it it just takes the edge off and makes sure. it far more drinkable, sure, but sure. still really complex. An IPA for the masses. Yeah. To um, the maximus. Cool. Yeah. I've been drinking a beer uh, from, I believe it's JW Harvest Ales. I hope we can get a bottle of it somehow. They they mostly have it at Press Club in San Francisco. Oh yeah. It's this like awesome like Belgian style beer, but they've aged it in an Armagnac cask. Armagnac is like apple brandy. So an apple brandy barrel, empty out the brandy, sell the brandy, put beer in it, let that sit for a while. It has just this crazy, awesome, hmm. complex flavor. It's also mm. retardedly alcoholic, but it's really good. Um, so yeah, let's recap what's gone on. There's been a whole lot. So we've had new hardware. So the iPhone 5S came out, uh, 5C, of course. Um, we've had uh, uh, Mavericks, iOS 7. Yeah. Really a whole, it's been a complete change. There's no device that has everything. remained untouched except for all the devices they still sell that are old. Yeah. Um, and all the software's changed. Xcode is new, all that stuff changed. Um, yeah, and we also, outside of our direct you know, industry, we, Direct like iOS world, we have like new Android, and that's not a big deal though. No yeah. one, no one's using it. <laughs> this is, we could have released this episode at any time. No one really would. Yeah. No one, no one is using the new Android. That's like a, <laughs> a true truism. And then, um, but all the hardware is pretty much the same. Not no big deal there. Uh, but we have the new console generation yep. has arrived. Xbox One and PlayStation um, 4. Do you have either? 
I do not yet. So here's my thing, like quick blurb about those consoles. They don't really, at least I don't feel like there's a killer game for either one yet. Forza is pretty close. It's not that good. But it's like, I'm like, eh, it's not the, you know, the Gears of War or the, right. the I don't know, what did I buy consoles for? The new Mario or, you know, it's not something where I'm like, right. I need this game, so I'm going to buy this right. console. Right, no, I just wanted, and the thing is, in a funny way, people are sort of mocking the Xbox for yeah. this reason specifically. Mm-hmm. Um especially the non-gaming stuff it does, but I just got one because... You, so you I, have that, I've, okay, I've had cool. all the X, Yeah, I've had yeah, all yeah. the Xboxes, and, you know, I didn't even know... I was like, all the features, I was like, I didn't even know about them. Yep. Um, I'm really bummed that they backtracked on their, like, always-on thing because mm-hmm. you it installs the game, but then you have to switch discs. Oh. And it's like... The thing is, you can download the games from all full games now. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you don't need a disc. So okay, interesting. So you don't even have to like, so I'll leave never your house buy, to get I'll games. never buy a disc again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like 30 gigs cool. to download. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. But the one quick thing is, um, there's Skype mm-hmm. on Xbox. I have, within one week, all of my family now uses Skype instead of FaceTime. Wow. Because okay. it is so much easier to see them for right. them to see us because the thing it zooms is, in there's on your a face camera on the because it comes with the connect right oh, and, it, sweet. and it knows where you are and it zooms in on your face oh that's cool also like i hate using voice commands with siri super awesome on the xbox like yeah. i'm I have a pretty big like room like cave where that stuff's in when i'm walking in i'm just like xbox on by the time i've sat down by the time i've sat down the xbox is on and like i can just be like xbox go to dead rising 3 okay cool and it feels so much more natural than like pressing a button mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like talking into your phone. You right, feel like right. an idiot. Yeah. Um, and it just, it works. Sure. Consistently. Xbox turn off. Yes. On that note, are you ashamed to use Siri? Because I kind of am. Like I really like, some things, some things are faster to do with Siri. Like if you want to set a reminder or you want to do like a, you know, remind me when such and such happens, set an alarm for stuff. Siri right. is actually faster for than sure. trying to navigate, log into your phone, navigate Even with that Control thing. Center. It is. Um, but, but I still find myself like if I'm in public, like I feel really, really dorky and never use it in public. I feel dorky. Like I'm just like, I, I kind of like Siri set an alarm for 3 PM. Click and then it. there's this fear that it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, you're like, Siri, remind me, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, I set work. a reminder for January, 2014. Right. Cause I mean, you might be embarrassed <laughs> yeah. to do that, but there's nothing more embarrassing than having to be like, cancel Siri, <laughs> remind me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I think they have a real problem. I do wonder like if you had absolute confidence in it working. Right. Um, like when I use the, I use Google's voice thing in mm-hmm. Chrome, yeah. it's incredible. Sure. I sure. mean, it, you like talk and it's like your words appear on the screen yeah. as you're talking. Um, which is also great because you know when it's messed up. Yep. Anyway, um, sort of a sidetrack, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like the reason I already like my Xbox has nothing to do with games. And I think that Microsoft sort of realized that like they're not going to win because all the titles are going to be on PC and Xbox and Steam OS yep. and, and PS4, PS4 and everything. And like the few exclusives they have, like Forza, are just not that much better than their 360 counterparts. Um, so, you know, but, it, you know, it's the first like generation. I'm really excited to see what indies do with this because yep, instead yep. of it like being some weird custom processor, it's right. like it's x86, yeah, AMD, like, sure. and I think that this power is now more accessible to indies, especially the like PC indie community, than it ever was. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the new programs, I think we're going to see a little bit of uh, double dipping. People, you know, maybe not double dipping. That's not the wrong word, but. Um, Looking at console. Right. Um, 
I, I just wish there was a way for us to run OpenGL on um, on Xbox. And, you know, the whole, like, porting your whole engine to Direct3D, it's not as much of an issue for, I guess, maybe, like, Unity. I don't know if Unity works on it. I haven't looked into this on, on uh, 360 or on Xbox One, I mean. It's definitely on PS4. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's an open question because changing from, you know, GL to imagine, Direct3D I can't imagine they're going to... I mean, there's this one benefit, which is um, PC and Xbox and PS4. It's sort mm-hmm. of like... Yeah, it, it, it porting the whole thing, but it could yeah. not be. The thing is, it's so different from you're not going to port. It's right. more like you're going to. So that's why I'm saying double dipping and we'll double sure, dip, sure. But like just moving over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but also maintaining a Definitely. presence. Just like we saw Backflip released a Steam game, yep. Glare, mm-hmm. a month ago or yeah. two or whatever. Um, Did they publish it under Backflip? Because I remember it was it's, oh. it's specifically Team Phobic that made that. Oh, game. Phobic. Sorry, not okay. Backflip. Right. Okay. I wasn't I, sure. I mean, those yeah, two no, companies it was, it was work phobic. so closely together. No. Yeah, it was Phobic. It I was just, Phobic. Okay. I just sometimes jumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, but there's not like they've abandoned their mobile ambitions necessarily. Yeah. It was I don't just really they know. wanted. I mean, it's a different type of game and a different like development right. kind of thing when you think about how do we do a console. And, and Xbox really wasn't an option uh, mm-hmm. to to you or me. You know, I mean, you could try to yeah. get a to talk to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it, it sounds like this ID at Xbox and PS4, obviously yeah. this, you know, relationship with unity and right. Um, anyway, I think that that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, the consoles I'm waiting for the, the killer game and then maybe I'll snap them. Right. Up. I think it's going to be a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a while. So did you have Forza then? Do you mm-hmm. like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're driving fanatic. I'm just like tired of like using a little thumb joystick to like, I'm like, I'm... well, I mean, you could get like the Logitech wheels and all that right, stuff. Right. But I need I... to have a place to like basically that's, attach it that's and the where problem. my pedals go and the yeah. pedals are like yeah. terrible. And they're giant. You, they slide around on hardwood floors. So, you know, I need to build the whole thing and I just got tired of it. But the like, there's a lot of really great touches in it. But in the end, it like, it's not anti, it doesn't have anti-aliasing. And I'm like, yep. I don't care how high poly this car it is. It's crunchy. It looks crunchy. And um, uh, yeah, Dead Rising 3 is what I've been playing. Okay. It's just a lot of fun. It's just ridiculous. And yeah. it makes me embarrassed that, uh, to have a zombie game that is so lame yeah. compared to like, I'm like, actual, it's like, like, I just ran over like zombie 100 zombies yeah. in five seconds. Right. And um, yay. But obviously, I don't have, you Non-mobile know, a core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the graphics, honestly, I'm far more impressed by the graphics in Dead Rising. Cool. When you're driving through a crowd of zombies at night with mm-hmm. your headlights mm-hmm. and like just shining on all of them and everything, yeah, right. And nothing. I put on like a Lego head. You can wear these ridiculous costumes. And I put on like a giant Lego head, and like it brings the game's graphics. Like it shines because cool. the the what it's reflecting. Oh, the plastic of the, the head. plastic look. It's so it adapts so well to the different That's awesome. environments you're yeah, in. You yeah, walk yeah. into the strip club. You're walking at night in the day. Whatever. And, and the plastic like, remains realistic. It plastic remains realistic. Whether you're in a strip club. Or I'm really blown away by how well. Right. It's important that plastic be rendered accurately. I mean, really, like even when you're like, it's you see yourself inside of a car, like. Really, it looks yeah. good. Well, it just—it would be a shame if, if the plastic head, you know, really broke the game for you. Because launch game on a launch game, I'm it's important away. to remain immersed at all times, so regardless ridiculous. of the shader of your costume. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> all right, so let's go back to our industry. Yes, uh, let's go back to us. Uh, sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, so first, you did a big release. You want to start I, with that? Or uh, not a big it? release, but um, uh, I launched. My first new game in, in since we started two the podcast, years, really. yeah, um, yep. which was Driver's Ed, and Driver's Ed was a experiment—not an experiment so much, but a uh, 
a risky venture that I decided to take with Zombie Highway on the way to Zombie Highway 2. Yep. In other words, this was sort of a spinoff, but like no one really understood what a spinoff meant. Um, and I did all sorts of things that I had sort of been thinking about, but I wasn't sure what would work, and I, this was a perfect place to try them. I, yep. I did things like um, you can accomplish any of the objectives. First of all, I added objectives, and you can accomplish any of them in any order you want. Right. But I used some very basic AI to... AIs. To throw some up in front of the player. To throw some up in front of the player based on goals. their progress, yep. but they can always sort of see more. I did things like the scoring system is highly exponential um, in that... Uh, because it's driver's ed, that's why I did driver's ed, is I'd replace distance and kills with a scoring system style points, essentially, to evaluate the player in, in a sort of more um, subjective way, I guess. And, um, but uh, very, so it was very balanced, very difficult to balance that. Scoring, the rewards, you you're have virtual currency, um, there's no guns in the game. So right, it was a right. lot of risks. Uh, in general, people really responded well. Like... It still has a four and a half star rating. The people love the game. A lot of people say they like it better than Zombie Highway. Cool. But then there's just the occasional review, which it's is like, like, this has no guns. No it guns. sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Right. And I understand it. And it also really, like, my retention mm -hmm. on the users in it is just really low. Yeah. Because yeah. you can beat it kind of quickly, or at least in your sure. mind, you've beaten sure. it. Because you, right. like, you oh, kinda, I have most. You tire out of it. Yeah. Because, like, oh, the car, like, oh, I'm going to upgrade the car. It's going to go faster. It's right. going to be harder to flip. But, right. like, guns and new cars sort of have, I think they have this. Um, you know, kind of there's something lure more to them, new like, about ooh, it, yeah. And it is a different although you experience. did you did add art, like you see a cool new engine when you upgrade, right? And stuff, but, but and I but thought I that think, would matter. Yeah, but I don't think people. I care. guess people don't care. Uh, and I'm that's I'm not not going to do that in Zombie Highway Two to this, to a degree, um, but because I do think it adds value. But you, I, I just don't think Zombie Highway had this like, oh, I can see how I'm going to spend yeah fifty hours in this game, sure. And because they can't see that, I think that they right uh, jump. But anyway, we can we can do another episode or whatever like where i'm have more of my thoughts collected and and we probably will just talk about it more sure sure, sure. yeah i'd like love a, to dig into it i mean some of the things for me like before you release that game one of my concerns was that like if if it, if people responded poorly to that game um and you saw like i mean you did see some of your retention was low one of the things that always like concerns me about releasing sequels is that if the sequel is not as as sticky as the original what ends up happening is that, well, when people go to, like, find your game, these are people that are coming from outside yeah. the franchise, they see, oh, I heard Zombie Highway is cool. They're not going to go and play the original first. They're going to play the sequel. And, and if, they, if they don't like the sequel and they fall out, then you've, you've kind of, you've like, it's them. like you dug a giant pit in front of your right. kind of user acquisition path. Right, like a zombie pit. And yeah, just so they're just, they just fall in and you lose them forever. Um, right, and, you know, I was... And, and did you see that happen at all with, no, um, I mean, with the retention being lower? An interesting thing happened, which is I made Zombie Highway free. Mm-hmm like in not just free sales sense, but free for several months at the launch of Driver's Ed. I added ads, I did. Right. I used the new iOS 7 features so I could identify users who were new to the game yep. using the, the receipt verification and yep. I would show them ads, which means I was showing much less ads than I probably could have, but it doesn't matter. Um, and so I didn't have a very good change, but now if you sort of, where I am now, I'm back to paid, and if you sort of draw a line, you know, for revenue mm -hmm. from just Zombie Highway, not including Zombie Highway Lite also, which sort of is, plays into it because it makes money. I mean, exactly where I should be, uh, plus making some money from Driver's Ed. Yeah. I think how it actually has played out is it's because it's very careful not to call it Zombie Highway 2. Right, right. It just says Zombie Highway Driver's Ed, and Driver's Ed kind of sounds like something that comes before like a Zombie Highway. Thing. It right. sounds like training. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and which is a problem for it. Yeah. Uh, if I was ex- expecting it to be a massive financial success, but um, uh, uh, where was I? Where was I going with this? So it's it, it's played out more like an IAP. It's more like a. I think it's more like a people hear about Zombie Highway. You search for Zombie Highway. They download Zombie Highway because like Zombie Highway Light is number two. Zombie Highway Drivers Ed is number three. Yeah. Um, and if they like it, I like wait until they've like played a lot and then i'm like hey there's also this other game and then they go download that and the conversion rate's pretty decent cool um from those people the people who play zombie highway that long uh so but in many ways it did exactly how i expected but i'm still disappointed because you never wanted to do how you expected you wanted to be surprised because people love you so much and like you're so brilliant and like it just no matter what you do (laughs) whatever what you do but it's like no that's not the reality like all my concerns were true people just rejected it because it doesn't have guns uh it was hard to sell everyone i ever talked to i'm like it's just difficult to sell because it's not a sequel it's not a completely new game hard for people to understand and you know and that and that was really important to to learn i guess to really see like you your game needs to be able to be sold in like two words like a phrase you know zombie highway that's like that is the sell Mm -hmm. it's like you know you can imagine it yeah um zombie gunship Tower Madness, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's it was such a it was such a great opportunity for me and my artist to like Definitely. work out all of our kinks and for me to build like <laughs> Zombie Highway is was OpenGL one point one like you know all of the textures in Zombie Highway one point one could fit in like the texture for like the barrels on the side of the road, right? You know, yeah. like it just completely the size different. Of the, the- art completely really different and, and also it's it's not on both platforms but it would not be a, a take a large amount of work to put it on both yes um so the technology that that foundation you know whereas zombie highway and zombie highway on android are right completely separate code bases yeah yeah, yeah. so it's are it you, was just a it was just a sort of checkpoint in many right, ways right. are you considering doing an android launch what are the factors for you with driver's ed for driver's ed yeah uh it would happen after Zombie Highway 2. Okay. It would just become like another in-app purchase. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is kind of fun because some people really don't like guns. Right. Uh, not because they're violent, but because it's a distraction. Sure. And they like... It's more driving game for them. Like, my dad loves Driver's Ed and yeah. like doesn't like Zombie Highway. And in fact, he went back to play Zombie Highway like having acquired some skill in Driver's Ed, which is actually substantially... Can be more difficult, much more difficult to drive the, in. The mechanics are a bit different, yeah. And he was like zombie highway is kind of lame interesting because <laughs> like he just like he's like straight yeah, road yeah, yeah, and like yeah, the sure. challenge isn't in this right, like careful right. yeah, yeah, yeah uh it's more about just like brute force right smash and shoot cool anyway so awesome well speaking about the other platform uh onto our news so so limbic did uh we went through and really uh, you know for the longest time we've like been you know are we gonna release android uh the market's not ready yet are we gonna release my android uh market's not ready yet and meanwhile there's like you know, piles and piles and piles of, hey, when is this coming for Android? It got so bad to a point where anytime we'd post anything on Facebook, like, yo, there's a new map pack for Tower Madness, it would just be like, Android? When is Android coming out? So we're basically being held hostage by our fans. Like, you guys need to make an Android version or we're going to, like, come and kidnap your mom. We're going to keep posting on your Facebook page. <laughs> the threat of the internet age. Yeah. So um, getting getting tired of, of that, we, uh, and really, this is the only reason we did it. No, the kidding. only reason. <laughs> we, um, we, we started to explore, like, how do we want to approach this um, this port? Because, uh, so our, our, our games that are in development are, are much easier to port to Android. Uh, we've sort of built it into our new engine. But, but for the existing games, like Zombie Gunship and uh, Tower Madness, we... Um, 
we we didn't really have a, a quick way to to take care of things, especially for for zombie gunship, where a lot of it was cocoa. Um, we did a, a total cocoa UI, so so you know porting that over was was not a totally trivial thing. And more importantly, I mean, Limbic is still a really small company, um, so so for us to to go and you know divert part of the team from from new projects to go and, and do the port uh, wasn't something we were we were interested in um, when we did the did the development. So. We, uh, we ended up doing it a different way than Kevin did. Um, we hired a, a company called App Portable. Um, they're up here in San Francisco. And what they have is a, is a set of tools that, that essentially will, um, they act as kind of like, a, like an emulation layer for everything iOS. So, so any kind of Cocoa call gets, gets converted into some equivalent in Google, uh, or, sorry, on Android. Um, and any kind of, you know, anything like sound calls and uh, network calls and, and all kinds of things, even even to a level where uh, like game center stuff will get converted into Google Play, um, Google Play game services. So so they 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 do a pretty good job of basically you drop in your your iOS code and out comes something that works on Android. Um, and and they have different packages for different developers. Like you can pay a flat fee and license their SDK yourself. We went with the approach where they took care of everything. So. Um, it was a, a pretty hands-on experience. Like we gave them basically access to our code, and they went through and um, uh, did what was necessary to, to make. The, there were some, you know, changes that were necessary, but for the most part, it was a pretty quick, um, quick port. With the exception that um, UI animations are not in uh, in the Android version. So um, when you click on to go to the next screen, it's just an instant flip over. No one but cares. No one even noticed. Um, and we we actually fretted about that quite a bit. Like, is this going to be a big deal? But really, people were just By happy we, to have it. By we, do you mean it. like you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see Volker really <laughs> stressing out too much. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was just kind of like, this is gonna be a big deal. We finally made the decision, like, hey, like, let's just let's just do this because otherwise we'd have to wait for them to update their SDK, and it was a longer longer process. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a really good deal. They basically did the port for us. They had connections to Google for getting us kind of relationships with the store, um, and then on top of that, they actually handle our customer support as well. Really? Um, so so and there's you know they know what's going on with the Android side, so they can they're more equipped to handle that. Um, and so, yeah, it did really well. I mean, we put no it out there. No one is equipped to handle that. <laughs> My Galaxy YR7 yeah. Special Edition Mini. Your game, everything is green. We can't solve your problem, and <laughs> your device has been banned. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is the extent of Android support. No, it isn't. But um, so, yeah, we did that, and it worked out really well. We were really happy with the um, the result. We, we put it on the store and, and sort of told our, told our fans, you know, your wishes have come true is on Android now. And um, immediately, you know, the, the people that had been waiting from our Facebook and that kind of fan base went and got, in it, got into it and downloaded it. And then we had a lot of really great, great incoming cross-promotion from, from all our friends. Um, and so I think, let me see if I can remember, we, were, we ran up to uh, number one top new uh, releases, sure, not yeah. top new paid, um, and then Google featured it. Uh, Aren't you like number two, like, period? Did we hit number, number number two or number three overall. That's, right. That's hilarious because yeah. you got to number two and just like, can't just just it's, just one more. Yeah, just, every uh, time we get who to was number, number two. one, man, I forget. Was it Minecraft or something? Uh, no, 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 it was something else. I don't remember actually. It was one of the. It where's was my water or something. It was either where's my water, Minecraft, or um, shoot, who was the other one? <sighs> it was it was some you know. Yeah, backed, I don't remember. Yeah, one of these guys. Um, what is another paid title? Uh. Cut the rope, maybe they were up there too. It doesn't matter. So, um, but we were really happy for that. And then Google's Google's policy on featuring is a little different from Apple's, where like they will not feature you on day one unless there's some weird circumstance. They like to sort of let it sit on the store, right. iron out any bugs, soft launch it, kind of, um, and then they give you your promotion. Like the earliest I've seen it happen is like after a week of its being out. Yeah, it took Zombie Highway over a month. Yeah, 
and sometimes you don't get featured at all. So, so it was a, but it was a great experience, and the, the response from fans was extremely good. Um, and now we have like a pretty, pretty good Android user base. So, um, just this past, uh, I guess it was within the past month, we uh, we did the same thing with Tower Madness One, um, and we uh, we ported that over, and, and that was even even easier because there wasn't really a whole lot of cocoa, um, so that port went even faster than the, than the Zombie Gunship One. And again, in a really good response, I think the people that like these kinds of hardcore strategy games are the people, many of whom switched. Oh, you to use the same uh, app. Uh, app portable again. App portable. Yeah. Um, and so that was that worked out really well. We're really really happy with that, and it, it was nice because it didn't cost us a whole lot of time. Like we did a little bit of testing, and we 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 were we were involved in the process, but it was not something that was a huge distraction. So this was basically um, I don't want to say it was free money, but it it was uh, definitely easier than doing it all ourselves. Mm. Um, so so I do recommend that. Yeah, App Portable. They're they're great to talk to. Um, good team. But uh, yeah, so that's that was the big thing for us, and now we're just we're just chucking ahead on our on our next big release, which is uh, coming in two thousand fourteen. Um, early, ooh, early two thousand fourteen. We'll probably announce it. Um, My next release is coming in two thousand fourteen too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we'll have a release in that. I mean, realistically, yeah. yeah well, no, we're announcing it. Twenty first like century. Weeks, so this is the twenty first century, right? Two or three weeks will be big. And you know, it's funny that we're still also secretive about our games. Like that's an interesting thing. Like there are some developers that are like, I'm going to keep it super secret. We follow the Apple model, right? Like keep it as secret as we can, and then we we make a big release and a big aha. Um, other developers are showing themselves. Like I think I read today on Twitter, someone is just like live streaming themselves working on their game on on Twitch TV or whatever. Interesting. And that's cool too. I mean, that's that's another like view into the development process. If you can see like, okay, he's trying stuff out. He's in Unity. He's moving art around. He's back in Photoshop. He's moving. It's a cool thing like to see. Um, look over someone's shoulder and, and watch them build a game. But it is interesting. Uh, I didn't know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, what was I going to say? Sorry. Um, yeah, like that's another thing that I'm. I'm not being secretive about Zombie Highway 2 per se. Like I'm talking about it. I just called it Zombie Highway 2. Yeah. I'm not really talking about release dates because like what do those mean anyway? Um, but I didn't do. I didn't do much marketing like. If anything, Zombie Highway's initial marketing was way better than Driver's Ed. And I just didn't do as good of a job controlling the message. I had all the assets and I had all the information, but I partially not knowing what it was myself, mm-hmm. I didn't provide as explicit of instruction as I should have. Yeah. Um, part of that was that the game itself started wrong when it was launched. It right, had right. some changes like in terms of like how the game ramped up right at the beginning. Yeah. Because um, I had really balanced it, as I often do, for like the expert player. Do you do a lot of beta testing? Like what is your process? So to judge, the beta like- testing was pretty limited. I had like, I basically had me and like my wife and my brothers and my dad and like, but the thing is, is like, and from, and anyone I could sort of stick it in front of, you can learn a lot from watching someone play. Definitely. Um, so, you know, having some random person give you feedback versus me just literally just sitting next to them. Like, I would do these things with my wife, which were really good because my wife, like, she doesn't play video games, but she has some skill with Zombie Highway, um, was to literally sit next to her with my Air and her on the iPad Mini plugged in. And while she's, I'm going and I'm changing stuff. I'm yeah, just, like, yeah. tweaking things. And I'm like, oh, that's too hard. That's too, and then, like, sure. I'd be like, okay, take a break. And I would, like, compile, I would build, and then I would take a break, and then I would, like, you know, install um, and so I kind of prefer that more. That's not going to be the case with Zombie Highway 2. I will do more rando testing. Yep. But when you just give someone an app, people say don't ask your friends for feedback, but I don't ask them for feedback. You just watch I them. I watch them. That's the key. And we've been doing the same thing for our, our next game as well, where we'll just take it out on an iPad to a coffee shop. And like we find random strangers and we interrupt what they're doing and say, hey, do you want to play a game? 
and uh, we just watch them play. And you, you learn so much. Like, how long does it take them to figure out, you know, how to do something? Right. And what like, they say is, is this like message not... in the tutorial clear? And do they do the right thing, or do they just kind of stare at the screen? They don't Ignore know what to click on. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's been something that we've spent. I feel like we in this this next release we've spent more time uh, really polishing that first ten minute experience. Yep. More than we've done with any of other games by a lot. And it's it's just it's amazing how far it's come and how much it's changed in response to those things. Like if it's something like, you know, maybe there's like a blinking finger that's like tap on this next. And if it's not big enough, you know, you need to add a little bit of a wave coming off it so people see that. Or um, you know, maybe there's some part in like the first level that's just like everybody gets stuck there. Um so we're 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 measuring that and looking at that. And then on top of that, we've done so much analytics on on just the beta we're running. Where we see, like, you know, where are people getting stuck? Where are people dropping off? Where are people not finishing um, uh, levels? But still, the fully first ten minutes. Stuck. I feel like the first ten minutes is like, because that's actually where Driver's Ed launched in a sort of unsuccessful way. Is like, you know, the first ten minutes matter a lot, and I think yeah. more than I feel like the sort of collective attention span of right. app users has gone down. Right. Believe it or not, right. you sure. know, um, and if you can't sort of capture their attention yeah. in 10 minutes you got, it's now a big issue right and it's hard to measure that yeah 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 precisely yeah. definitely mean. you had just again you have to just have to watch um one of the things that that i've been seeing is like uh the, the trend for for games more and more and more is like so i was playing clumsy ninja this past uh, past yeah. few weeks and kind of uh looking at how they did things and and on the point of the early experience like they they walk you through like i think i want to say the first 15 minutes of you playing yeah. the game is just following exactly what they're saying. Which is like kind of annoying. It's but like yeah, turn it's, brain off and just tap where they tell you. It's just, it's a long, uh, yeah, that's that's the extreme, I feel like. And they certainly aren't being punished for it. They're not. I mean, I think in that sense, no one ever gets stuck anywhere. And you, when you're done with that kind of phase, at the point where they let you like decide what you want to do, like you've invested so much time that like your brain is like, yeah, I'm comfortable with this. I've been doing this for a while now. Right. Um, and and it's, it's not like, hey, here off the deep end and figure out how this works. Right. Uh, it is tricky to because some players though some of your more dedicated I and mean, for a clumsy ninja it's sort of like as cute and impressive as, as it was and as impressed as I was with this you know natural motions highly expensive character technology yeah, which right. is why they're called natural motion they yes. don't this is the first time they've actually leveraged their own well my horse I guess was that was that one. a natural motion brand though it was yeah. it was not boss alien right no 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 I don't know um, I'm not sure yeah so you know these are the you know natural motion is the CSR racing guys and. Yep. Natural motion makes like all the you know the cool tech with people sort of falling down realistically. Pretty and, much like, all mo the recent games, like most recently GTA Five, like the motion of the characters, like they trip over something, they jump, they hit something, they fall over. Like right. it's all this AI AI driven animation, and um, that's their that's their. I, I'm pretty sure it probably still makes them more money than um, or you know what they make a lot of money from their apps, but. <laughs> You know, those licensing deals can be pretty lucrative. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, you know, beyond that, how impressive that is, it, it, I'm not, okay, like, he jumps on the trampoline, he, like, they almost mm -hmm. made a game out of how not good <clears throat> the animation is because it's Clumsy Ninja, right? And yeah. that kind of ruins it for me. But the, <laughs> the thing is, is, like, for a person who their audience is, it's perfect to have right. this, like, really right. long guided pseudo tutorial yeah. slash yeah. the whole game is a tutorial. Right. Um, it is actually you're just being guided from one step to the next. Right. I'm it's sure true. Yeah, all the objectives are they've taken objectives to such a granularity that they're basically like steps of a one tutorial. One of the things that I really loved about um, 
uh, Clumsy Ninja is they have this Path of the Ninja thing yep. where you can see this like literal path with all your levels and all the things that you're going to unlock on yep. the way. Yep. And so you see, you're like, oh my God, I could play this game forever. Mm -hmm. And if you scroll up, like I did that in Candy Crush Incredi too, I'm like, crazy. holy cow. The Candy Crush thing just makes me sick. It's just um, insane how far you can go. And, and but having that view to the future, yeah. I think is really to kind of give your players, I don't know if it needs to be so... Um, user-friendly right but to give your viewer your players a sort of high level view sure. of their future in the game potentially right. or just right. like the scope of what yeah. there is to do i mean this comes up in like level design too where you're like whenever you're designing a level it's cool to like have the level show something that uh you know you're gonna see later or it's like if you're like walking over a bridge like you'd be looking over the bridge and you'd be looking down to where you may go later on right. like it's like whoa there's cool stuff down there but like i don't know what that is yet but i'm gonna see it later right. this is a simplified version of that my question, though, like for me as a player, when I see like a giant level tree where it's like, holy crap, this goes to level like level 80. Like, I'm never going to do that. I, I almost like want to quit now because I'm like, I'm never going to see all this stuff in this game. It, yeah. I, that's discouraging for me. The Unless same thing you with, liked like, it. Maybe. You know? and, like, oh, and good. It, this has so much content. I'll never yeah, have to put I, this down. It is hard to say because I'm the same way because I'm like, I'm not going to. Because the thing is also if you're like, oh, I'm going to spend $10 yeah. to help me, you know, kind of you know head towards that goal you know but we're like i'm gonna just have to make him jump on the trampoline a lot and kick the kicking bag a lot you know mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. not right it doesn't excite me i mean when i i like at forza you can just look at the like list of cars or right. whatever right you know i think that you know forza is being mocked for only having 200 cars but i'm like <laughs> only two that's a lot cars. of cars i'm like oh like i really want the p1 or the la so ferrari beautiful. yeah it's yeah. pretty intense um and uh you know, that's kind of motivating for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty extreme. For Candy Crush, I'm like, I'm just, it's just sickening. I mean, it's almost like a joke. It really yep. comes yep. off as like a joke how far you can scroll right. up in right. the Candy Crush map. <laughs> that is like... I still remember that episode where we played it live. It was just like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, my <laughs> wife has actually been playing it a bit, and like, she's well aware of its, like kind of slot machine-ness yeah but it has just enough input from you but man it's just something you get to these levels and it's very clearly like the level you're designed to lose like 10 to 20 times in a row right. it's just yeah it's pretty incredible and oh and then there's there's like paywalls that aren't paywalls yes so she's like become yes. our like long-term tester yeah, 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 yeah um where it's like you can you can beat it it's just hard no Is no, no. it's mean? not even you can't it's not that you can't beat it it's literally like in order to continue to the next zone you need to pay and then after a day or two, it like blings you and it's like, you've been offered a special pass into like zone seven. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you have just, to play this game for yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just really, like, we're going to, we'd rather not lose like, you. Holy shit. Yeah. Like they basically, I mean, it makes perfect sense if you just have yeah. no, right. you just abstract away everything. It's like, oh, like, Got yeah, it. at this point we should yeah. trick them into mm -hmm. thinking they need to pay. Yeah. And the ones who want to will, and the ones who don't, sure. we'll just let them back sure. in a sure. day or two. Almost like the thing when, what was the game? Was it CSR Racing where, like, they would show you a car and you thought you had to pay gold for it, but later on you can buy it with cash? Yeah, the, they, they, they don't, even, they don't do that in classics, actually, which is interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, you'd be like, oh, you're looking at a Tier 5 car, you're right. a Tier 3, you, it's like, oh, it's 500 gold, right. but actually it's right. or 200,000 gold, right. but you have to be tier five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, nothing new, but man, Clumsy Ninja just like rapes you with the notifications. It's like, oh my, oh god, my god, I'm I can't feeling dizzy. Come they help scheduled me. at least 30. I'm so sleepy. Please come and put me to bed. 
I hate you. I want you to wake up at three in the morning. Right. It's like it's like you know. I'm spinning so much right now. Yeah, you have to see this. I'm like this. really. It's so like I'm insulting like, whoa, 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 whoa. as a player. When I, do that. I tried adding the local notifications to like very mild. I, I like after a week. Yeah. If you've played less than 15 miles in Zombie Highway to do it, sure. it didn't make any difference. Didn't make a difference. It must make a difference for these guys. It's so frequent. Uh, well, why? What, it, it, the thing is, I don't think it makes a negative difference besides like certain press like deleting your app because yeah, you know they I don't really, like it. I really like. I want to say I'm the kind that will delete it whenever there's no. But I didn't don't. delete it though. I'm just you have, like, I'm sure you it's just your that phone. like I'll go to my iPad and I'll like you know turn it on after a couple of days, like especially my mini or something. It's been sitting there and it's just like a whole page of like I'm spinning, I'm poopy. Take me to the toilet, you know, whatever. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, uh, there's something very, um, yeah, it's just, I think, I don't think that nothing. respects the player. It costs I just don't nothing. Think it respects the player. Right. It, it costs nothing to them, though. And I think there are some people that are reminded that they have the game and they, they want right. to remember they that. Wanna they want to see, oh, I should put him to, I, did you, what did you think about this bed mechanic? Did you, are you familiar with this? Where if you put the, if you put the ninja to bed, like you take him to his little cot, uh, and he sleeps, that's when you get the login bonus. So if you leave the game running and you're like he's just standing there, you won't get it. Oh, I but didn't even realize that. But if you put him to that. bed, then you do get it. It's and like I don't know if this is like, it, maybe it's like an insanely genius reengagement thing. Because sometimes I've caught myself like well, when I was playing it more, like I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot to put him to bed, and then I'll I'll get into the game to put him to bed, but then I'll do some other stuff before I do. Um, so it's like a you know you forgot this quickly come back and do this. It's, it's like just a, another it's just, reason to open the game it's, again. Uh, I mean. More though, the reason could be that if he's in bed, that you know that you should come back because the value of the game you has changed while you've left, which yeah. is a huge yeah, thing yeah. that I'm very interested in. But um, this is just a rested bonus from World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. You have to log out in an inn mm -hmm. to get your rested mm -hmm. bonus. Yep. Um, I don't think I think that that is just something a mechanic that helps people to come back, not to put yourself in an inn. Yeah, but to come back after because you knowing that like oh all this time I've been away he's been like resting mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna benefit from that yeah. um so uh and i think that the thing that you have to do something to do it is so that you recognize what you're doing and you're right. like oh i'm like improving my value you know i'm earning money while i'm away uh, i think that's really powerful and that's what like gasoline's kind of like in csr racing sort of these things even lives where right it's you a different approach because you're losing something and then yeah. getting it back yeah. yeah but it's still the idea that like you should come back. Because it's refreshed. You need to come back. Take advantage of the thing that's refreshed. But I yep. think that they're. I think that they might be achieving something through. I think that this rested thing. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. But I think it might be a better way because it's you're giving something to the player. Right. And so you're just like, oh, this is just win-win. Mm -hmm. But you're just not forcing them to see it. Right. Because they have to. Right. Do this. Right. I don't know. Pretty cool. Um, thinking of yeah. so I guess um, man, there's just. So much to talk about. Uh, uh, we're, we'll obviously the next episode. We'll yeah, we like got do a more traditional. A popular, like we'll just a do a proper game. season. We've got a whole lot of the, the games. I mean, the games that like we we've brought up Clumsy Ninja. Yep. Uh, what have we like? Let me just get to my home screen here. I wish we could do like a Top Gear style like, montage oh, where it's like, uh, here's what's coming up in the next season. Skate Two. Um, yeah. Uh, Touch Grind Skate Two came out. Uh -huh. The sort of original, like one yeah. of the original, still five bucks or whatever. Another Illusion Labs like yep. mega polished thing. A little bit frustrating certain things. I never. I'm I'm not gonna finish the game, but I played it quite a bit to, mm -hmm. to uh, compared to most mobile games. Yep. It has motion blur, mm. like real image. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like pixel velocity motion blur. Cool. It's incredible. Awesome. You barely notice it too. Classic Illusion Labs, like yeah. using Shader half polish. of the phone's power. Yeah, this is yeah, iPhone yeah. 5S. Yep. 
So, I remember they did that with like the metal ball in, uh, in Labyrinth. It's it just like gorgeous, right? Like reflection. real reflections, yeah. right? And these tricks now, I wonder if I wonder if anything but the 5S does the motion blur. I'm I don't know. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, that's something we've been playing with in our new titles too, is like detecting 5S and then giving it a little bit more. Like I mean, more geez. particles or more whatever. It's just stupidly fast. Um, um, it is. I mean, really. it's, it's as fast as an iPad, pretty much. The only thing that separates the iPad um, and the... And these guys, besides the the um, clock rate, is yep. uh, the thermal the thermal threshold. They sure. the iPads will continue performing at higher rates for longer periods of time because they can oh, they can take the heat it dissipates a little bit more. But at for the first couple of minutes, they're the same. It's pretty staggering. That's funny that it actually. Do you think it de- does the performance go down? Just cuts frame rate or the performance uh, goes down. It won't cut frame rate because it's right. so fast. Sure. Where it goes down sure. to is still so yeah, high yeah, yeah. that it's still. I didn't. Like, I didn't realize there was there was throttling going on. I have to yeah. play with that. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's one of the ways that these things that, like they get these quick. You know, you take it out of your pocket, do a quick thing. It's like snap, snap, snap. Like yep. it's really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Backflip madness. That was a lot of fun. I don't know. It was like number one paid for a long time. CSR mm-hmm. classics. Right. Which is a really great subtle, you know, natural mm-hmm. motion. Just mm-hmm. these guys know what they're doing. Or Boss Alien, I guess. Yep. Um, Heyday. I played a bit of Heyday. You did. And Heyday's, uh, Heyday's been so successful for so right. long. Right. People, everyone talks about Clash of Clans. And, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because Heyday doesn't have any, like, people say, oh, Clash of Clans has gameplay. Yep. You know, but, you know, come on. You just tap on the screen <laughs> and you guys go or whatever. Uh, there's like, no, you can't control what they. Yeah. I think there is. There is there's there an app just now to say what you yeah. attack? Then they have a, anyway. We there's the most tiny bit of strategy of like, where do you deploy? Right. Yeah. And Heyday and when you deploy it. Heyday yeah. has, a little bit more strategy in the sense that there's a little bit of the supply chaining going on, but in general, it's just a really well done farming game. I think it's game. just about polish. It's like putting yeah. your like thing and gathering that like whatever it is you built is just so satisfying. It's like, and and just how they get a little bit more pushy yeah. over many many days of playing. Um, but in general, Supercell games don't like really throw up this like hundred. Mm-hmm. No. gem thing like they definitely oh, do like, yeah they, they they give you a, a good amount of fun without right. really and it's just like hey every every turn you can sure. make it a little bit faster a little yeah. bit easier but you can always do it um still eventually it just got too much and you're like i'm i mean i spent money on the game right but it's just like eventually you're just like okay it's just not look there's a boat coming and it's going to be here in 17 hours and like it needs raspberries <laughs> and it takes 18 hours to make raspberries so Better make some raspberries. I, you know, right. Or, or like, I'm not going to, and the, those raspberries need to go into the muffins <laughs> and I'll run out of time. So I need to obviously pay at some point to like yeah. accelerate the muffins. Uh, and this is no nibble bit game where you're going to, you randomly get gems. You do right. randomly get right. gems, but like, right. not that often. And usually it's like, I love it. When they have support messages, they leave a present on your, do- on your doorstep. Yep. And you tap on it and it's like this little letter and it's like a letter from the Supercell team and and they like and they give you gems to like yeah. apologize for mm-hmm. like it. I'm like, oh my God. Right. Um, Angry Birds Go. Yes. Played it a little bit. Uh, really a nice trailer for that game. I've got to say. Oh, trailer? I really like the trailer. I don't know what about it. It was just like, it just it's just a really nice trailer. It's well polished. It's got some good, you know, animated stuff combined with They some seem to really have their good, like, like kind of entertainment side of things down. They do. They do. It's got a real good like just mass appeal polish kind of thing. Um, how was it? I haven't really, really. I was it yet. so bored with it. I mean, it's just like kind of like a constantly. Did they get over the racing. whole like driving game suck on iOS kind of thing? Like, no, it's just the same time. But it's better that it's not a driving game. That it's more like a like giant luge. You know, okay. you're kind of like just yeah. sliding down this hill, but right. like you upgrade stuff. But I, I just, I just wasn't compelled at all. Okay. Um, but it's doing really well, actually. Yeah. Um, it, grossing also, it's like number sixteen grossing. I couldn't believe it because it doesn't. 
I mean, eventually it must get a little bit more aggressive. I should look at right. Uh, we've got. He- I played Heads Up at mm. Thanksgiving. Yeah, huge hit. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, cool. Huge hit. That's we were been, people that's were been losing up. their minds. I mean, I don't know if it was just the like the the TV mention that made that game amazing, or if it's like it's it really actually is. sticky. Like, it's more than a TV mention, right? Like it's pretty much Ellen DeGeneres' game. Is she pushing it everywhere? I'm pretty then? sure she okay. made it. Like she paid to have she it. She actually made. coded it. You know, she, she <laughs> yeah. learned the code. No, she really did. Yeah, she's an expert now. She's on Stack Overflow. If you have any questions, <laughs> yeah, Ellen. She's an expert in memory management and. Um, Complex I, I, UI animation behavior. I love Ellen. Uh, let's see. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess that's it. I'm kind of like trying to move away from playing mobile games and to play to like just, console just games. Move away from playing games. Because I'm like, I'm no, playing, you like, know, I, I play Dead Rising 3 and I'm like, sure. this is better than, I, like, this is an average I, gaming experience. As a, as a game designer, that. like, I'm so deep into my own, like, upcoming mobile game that I actually find myself playing fewer mobile games too. Like, when I need a break, like, I want to put the device down and I play GTA 5. Right. Or I play Kerbal Space Program. Because the thing is, is all the mobile games, you're like, I'm just like interested. I'm just like looking at all like, oh, what do they do to like trick people into like spending money here? Yeah. And like, it, you know, it, and it's just, it's not, it, there's so much meta design. Right. And because that's how it has to be. Yeah. Just, you can't yeah. have a hundred million dollar no. budget, a 500, $300 million budget. You need, you need to have the gameplay needs to be like 50%. Right. And then the like metagame needs to be the yeah, other 50%. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very just engineered kind of like it feels like you're walking into a fast food restaurant where everything like the color is designed to make you hungry right. and the floor tile is designed to do this versus like going to a finer restaurant where it's like about the food and there's some passion about this thing. Like right. this is like so I, and I think I've talked about Kerbal Space Program before but it's like it's such a soulful game. Like everything about it is not about like how do we make money? Just pay for it. It's done. And then right. everything else is like let's make this game fun. Let's make this kind of sentimental and let's make this cool and like give the character or something and you like fall in love with the little kerbals and you're like sad when they die and like right. like i remember the first time i landed something on the moon like it was like seriously like it was like the most tearjerker moment in wow. any game i've ever played because it was play like this, this like it's like you feel like you've really done something for this civilization like it's it's hard to describe but like because you do every step of it and it's so hard that when you get there, you feel like you've really achieved something. That's something like a, a mobile game. Like we're so far from that with this. Like yeah, we're gonna give them like a tutorial that goes through it. every step of this thing. And like you, you, you could, could, but it's you just, could do it. But the thing is, is no one would buy it. Yeah, you would it's have. Be a, no one would buy it. It's like, not a financially stable the, thing. They could do it. Kerbal could do it because <laughs> they have like just like the way Minecraft does it on mobile. Great point. For half the price, they but do. still, and they have a similar kind of cult following going on. Yeah. So and they have a conference. <laughs> Kerbalcon, there there's, is. There's, so, yeah. Um, and this is, I mean, I mean, it's it's just a different industry, and people, you know, um, people like to sort of pass judgment on mobile as like, oh, these developers, they're just trying to like steal your money and like whatever. The truth is, like, they're not actually making, for the most part, that much more money than their sort of AAA counterparts. Yes. You know, like even Supercell, it's like. Well, they're still yeah. not worth as much as like you know, uh, sure, sure, you know, sure. the sort of the well, and, and you know, I mean, if we're going to talk about the economics of these models, like it, if you look at Supercell and you look at how much money Supercell spends to stay where they are in the charts, and right. you take that, and you, then you look at like, well, how much what's their net, and then divide that by the number of employees, and like, how much does it come out to like each dude that works there? Because right. it's not a small company. It's not that. It's not so different. It's not like they're just. It's not like these companies are just literally mining diamonds out of their own like with right. like a, it. it it's not like, yeah, I I just, I, it's just not an option. There's no option to like make 
Kerbal Space Program for mobile because it's just not going to do well. You, in order to make that kind of money, which is what the money you make on sure. a successful, although you know, game. I push back and say like a good example of how you would do that is you just mentioned at Minecraft. Like I don't think that they're spending a ton of money promoting their iOS. Right? Game, no, but they have. A, but it's based on the, the like it is massive like the PC sensation of the there. decade. Exactly. Like that's the thing is like okay, yes, if you're the most popular PC game yeah. ever, yeah. then you can succeed on mobile at premium yeah. price. Yeah. Um, uh, though interesting, the other and the other the number one game right now is San Andreas. Mm-hmm. So it's like two seven dollar games at the top of the page charts. Yeah. It definitely looks how it should look. Yeah. But you know, I always I always imagine what if Apple's made the minimum price for an app two ninety nine mm-hmm. and didn't allow IAP and free games, which was the case at one point. Back when it was, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what would happen? It would be it would be crazy. Yeah. Or and of course one little extra caveat, which is that next to the buy for two ninety nine button is a try. Try for one ninety nine. No, no, just try for free. <laughs> oh, you want to do the try? Feature limited built. Hold in. on a second. Android used to have this. Do they nope. not have it anymore? They never had it. They never had a try thing where you could return it after twenty four. I remember well, no, something like Android, this. Android, you can return it after any time. You just okay. email the developer and yeah, be like, yeah. "I want a refund," and you're I like, want "Okay, my money back." Yes, yeah. and you know, after you, you're like, "Oh, my son accidentally bought all of your internet purchase. I want all my money back." Right. It's like okay. I mean, hopefully you've built into your app that it takes away the access to their guns but i mean it's not really <laughs> worth it but it's so easy to just buy an app and then ask for a refund sure. um yeah. so I, I mean yeah the it is kind of it is really the industry i feel like has just we saw where it was going but it really clearly is just like freemium yep you know it's not even it's not even slowing down no. you know i kind of thought it would like reach equilibrium we're not there yet, and there's no market force that's pushing it towards premium. There's gonna, I think there's a market force pushing people away from mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of curious, like I'm even I am shocked at the console sales numbers. Yeah, you know, like four million between the two of them. Mm-hmm. What? That's, that's not. That's like, crazy. These yeah. are five hundred dollar, four hundred dollar, sixty dollar game mm-hmm. consoles, um, and you know, I, I kind of wonder, like, yeah. how many of those people. We're not gamers in the last generation. How many of those yeah. people are were their first game was on right. a mobile game? Right. Um, I with Grand Theft Auto. I mean, what did they make? Almost a billion dollars on release. Like, yeah. And I'm 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 I heard of people buying that game or even buying consoles to play that game that were not gamers. Like, I mean, I mean, even like demographics that you wouldn't expect would buy the game, like teenage girls. It needs to come on PC, man. Buying PS3s to play. GTA. GTA. That's awesome. I I I do kind of wonder because you we hear all this doom and gloom about small uh, big screen gaming um or the sort of the just unstoppability of mobile but we just keep hearing these record-breaking numbers on yeah large screen gaming and i just i kind of wonder if because the thing is the experience is still so good it like is. i'm playing touchgate and after like 20 minutes my like finger hurts yeah you know and my screen has gotten right. greasy you right. know and i no longer can make my smooth motions yeah but i have this controller my xbox controller and like it, is. it just it's works. Just, it's like it's just nice when you sit in a couch and you're looking at your big screen. There's awesome sound, and and then you're tired of playing, and you put you say Xbox turn off, and then and then it turns <laughs> off. I mean, it's like yes, hey, that's you know. funny. That's funny. So, do you not feel dorky using the Xbox voice controls? No, because who's there to judge me? Okay, I mean, you, even my in my wife? house, I feel a little weird, like Siri, and it kind of echoes Siri. <laughs> in your house, using Siri, that's. I mean, the thing is, the thing Did about Xboxes, you know, I think another thing that's weird about Siri is she talks back to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that's just 
actually not a good idea. It would be way better to just pop to the thing. And there's a message. Yeah, because like, that's because that's what, I don't know. I think that's what Google Now does. I don't think Google Now talks back to you necessarily. Uh, It must because it's a thing like if you're doing hands-free, like you need to hear um, if you're not looking at the screen. Right. But for Xbox, you are obviously looking at the screen. Yes. So there's no like, okay, Kevin, I'm turning off now. It's just like, and it turns off. Sure. I don't know. That's interesting. Anyway, so I I do think I feel like I I have this to sort of like wrap up this episode. I feel like in the last six months, I've had this deteriorating feeling mm-hmm. about the health my not health because uh, it's obviously doing very well, but my comfort inside of mobile gaming. I feel like it's more. Uh, uh, I feel the companies that are are players, the people that are at the table for this are in it for different reasons than we are. Right. That's kind of my, my overall feeling is that I feel like the, the way the, the, the promotion's happening, I feel like the way the, the, the profit is being generated, the, the solutions that are being provided, the whole market as a, as a force is moving toward let's build these engineered experiences that are not heavy on amazing, innovative gameplay, not that great on the graphics side, mostly just built to do a very controlled job of generating giving, giving revenue <laughs> predictably. Right. And the companies that are being built are built on, you know, I mean, if you look at the tiny, uh, tiny clumsy ninja credits, have you seen them? They're huge. So it's a very simple game. Huge. I mean, I want to say, I, don't quote me on this, but it's like 30 people maybe worked on that game, three of whom were like analytics people, like economisty people, and then like a whole ton of like people that are just like, I don't even know, like random, like there's like 14 programmers, there's like, it's like a huge thing that's just designed like this giant operation to build this game when, you know, an indie wouldn't even think about spending 50 people, 30 people on on a game like that. You just kind of hack it together. And it works. That's the thing is like, clearly like I was really surprised to see it way up there engrossing. you know, I'm like, you know, they, they just, they like, it's, it's, they they figured it out. They've engineered it successfully to do those things. And the problem is like, I guess, you know, the, the reason it makes me feel bad about it, I guess is that the 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 type of work that goes into building this game is is just like these all this effort is being put into engineering this experience to make money. When you could take a 50 person team and build an incredible game that's insanely to fun to play and to make you, you know, feel something and like make you feel like you landed on kerbals on the moon and like you know that's that's like that's life changing for players. Like I'm going to remember that moment in Kerbal Space Program probably for the rest of my life. But am I going to remember like the level 4 yellow belt that I got in Tiny Ninja or the you know, and I didn't, but if I were to spend 99 cents on that game and like get some kind of coin thing, totally disposable experience. Right. Um, and, and it's, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sad for this, the fact that the market is supporting that and, and the tricks they're using are so simple. Like, let me wake you up at three in the morning and remind you to put the ninja to bed. Let me do all this stuff that's so disrespectful toward the player. I don't even know if it is and that simple. And doing think... it without, it's almost like they don't even like consider that, oh yeah, we're treating our players like idiots. And and then the, the thing that's even worse is that the people that are playing these games don't realize that this this con is going on. They're like, oh, this game is amazing. Have you played it? It's really cool. They're enjoying it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting this position of this like old crotchety, like eh, games aren't the way they used to be back yeah. when I was a kid. But really that's kind of the way I'm starting to feel. I'm like, am I like just like, it's just that the audience is changing. Yeah. And I feel like if people are, if people, you know, people always like, oh, we should be doing this. Like, we shouldn't be asking for reviews. We shouldn't be like, whatever. And the, the truth is like, those people 
that really have a problem with that, I mean, it's probably not asking for reviews, but they don't like the games. They just stop playing mobile games. Yep. They might get the occasional we're, special game. We're losing the taste in the market. Because but there, the people that have that taste are not being satisfied by the current offerings. Right. And the people that are producing the tasteful stuff aren't finding it... Uh, They're not making the money to, to, to justify because well, it's not easy to make, you know... And, and to be fair, you know, we're not... I'm not making less money. It's just that, like, these guys are making a lot more. Right. The, the, the top has moved. The to, top like, has moved up. You know, we're not, like, you know, your business, my business, we're not, like, we're not losing our houses or anything. Right. That, that's, and I don't want to give the impression that that's what's happening. But we're still, not being the pushed thing is, out is of the like, market. It's just that there's this huge segment that's getting a lot of attention that we are... You know, I don't, I don't get anything out of what they're producing, and I don't really like the players. I, I think are, the, the thing is, I think it is hurting. Thing. I think that, like, I think that that um, the audience for a premium game is kind of going away a little bit, and it's very slowly. But like, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if I was a gamer, like I am, yeah. s- have stopped buying games. Right. You know, I'm right. like the top paid charts. It's just like what. San Andreas is number one. Like, yeah, I played sure. San Andreas, you oh, know, five, five eight years, years ago. ago eight whatever, years ago, you know. yeah. Um, the premium experiences right. are not, right. they're like, the the way they're able to succeed is yeah. by um, sure. having external fo- forces. And, uh, like, I've never seen a, uh, I guess there was that, um, what was it, Oceanhorn? Mm-hmm. But that got a ton of press, and now it's, sure. I don't even know where it is. But, you know, that's that's kind of like a... Uh, the people that play Oceanhorn are still like the gamers for gamer gaming sake, and right. they are gamers, right? They're people that played Zelda and like that. And I almost wonder though if they're taking a break from their like Xbox or Wii well, or and whatever. That, and, and there is a like... place for that, right? Like people that have the consoles are still they're still going to wait, you know, for the bus, and they're still going to wait for their girlfriend to come out of the bathroom, right. and they're still or boyfriend, and they're still going to, um, you know, they they are going to have these gaps in their time that they could fill with mobile entertainment. That need doesn't go away, and those people don't stop having that need. The issue is that the people that have that need, the people that are gamers that are playing for gamers' sake and appreciate games like Zombie Highway and they appreciate games like Tar Madness and Zombie Gunship are the people that are the most loyal fans we have, right? Like we're seeing our t-shirt sales going up constantly. Like it's getting better and better. And that's mm-hmm. because the people that are fans of these types of games are super loyal. They want to wear the brand. They they are like just overjoyed that this game exists and doesn't rape their wallet every chance it gets. And it's a it's an experience that was designed to make them happy, not to make them spend. Though it is important to remember that we both have in-app purchase and we both ask for ratings. We do, yes. The and ratings like, thing is a, is a, you know what? Hey, that's the reality of the market. I, no want, I want good ratings. No one really cares. There was a yell on Twitter about it. I, I, I compared it to two things. One, about having ads. If you have ads, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, this right. is annoying. And, and here's the thing. You know, we've I put, to we have this, and this is another update from us. We added Vungle to, our, uh, to Zombie Gunship. And we've put it basically in where it's a totally opt-in thing. If right. you want more coins, you can get them for free. You watch a video. If you're at the end of a round, you can you can watch a, a video and get a few more coins. It's just basically like, hey, if you want to do this and you don't want to spend, here's Mungle another has way that, you the can sort of opt-in. It works really well for video because it's like even if you don't click on the ad, you yeah. still like we're exposed to that brand. Right. And um, they're good videos. They're kind of interesting. They're pretty engaging. It's not just like watch short. this terrible like awful thing that you're gonna want to. That's like about soap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, uh, you know, and the in-app purchase even, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. like, we both sort of have this energy model where it's like, look, we have, you just apply this, you play our fun game for a reasonable amount of time, right. and you're going to get everything. Yep. Or you could not have the time, for, like, man, I still wish that Zombieville USA 2 had in-app purchase, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guns that I haven't gotten. Yeah, and you'd be willing to pay for them to see them. I'd be willing to pay for them, because like, I've played the game a lot, but yep. I'm just like, oh, okay. Right. But they don't, and then like, it doesn't make the game better, yeah. you know? Um, 
and and they love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I I feel like you can you can and we need to do that to survive yeah. a little bit. You know, in our purchase more than the ratings, but um, the uh, that that like you so you can kind of you can live there, but like I feel like I'm being pushed away from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I, I saw a pretty long discussion between uh, Whitaker Trabella and uh, and uh, Matt Ricks about yep. you know this sort of freemium, this angst, this cognitive dissonance, and it really came out that Whitaker's just like because clearly I, I I haven't met Whitaker, I look forward to it. Um, is he's he seems like a pretty emotional creature. Is that he was he ba- it basically came out that he's like I it, it was clearly he was trying to think. Mm-hmm. Of like a freemium game, yeah. Not he's not just like one of these people who's just saying like I hate it. It's just like wrong. It's dishonest. Like no matter what, just it's stupid. It was like he and I feel like I had been in the same experience. He was trying to think of a game that he could make that would use some of these mechanics, right. and he just couldn't. Yeah, or he could, but yeah. he didn't yeah. want to make it. Right. That's the problem. And, and that's at the, the end problem. of the day, you're gonna have to do something that right. that does not love your player. You can think of it. Yeah. Exactly. And um. I thought that that was really powerful. Like I thought that like, it's like, look, it doesn't matter if you think it's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, obviously the truth is somewhere in between depending on your interpretation sure, sure, sure. or positive or negative for your user. But you know, if designers where it ends is when designers are pushed to a place where they're just not comfortable. Right, and like, right. you know, I spent a long time, even now working really hard on the next game, which is pretty like yeah. settled in a lot of ways, design wise thinking about the next game. And cause it's got to start now. Mm-hmm. And like, I think of all these ideas that I like and I'm like, how can I graft? Like, how can I, I could never sell that game. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I can never sell that game. Right. Or I thought of an idea I could sell, but I'm like, there's just no way it's going to mm-hmm. sell enough. Mm-hmm. But then you think, okay, I can, I have to give it away for free. I think people are going to really like it, but like, oh, like where, where am I asking them to give me money? Right. You know, obviously you can just make the game and then, and then like, yeah, sit down and think well, about it. But it just makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, no, like the things that I value, it's basically like the game would then become how, like the way that I like to do game design, the game would then become how do I pay the least money possible? In other words, you, I want the player to be able to optimize yeah. and strategize in a really deep way that would make it so that if the game was fun at all, there would never be a need to buy in a purchase for the most remotely talented user. Mm-hmm. Um and those people would be completely alienated by a big button that was like, hey, skip yeah. thinking What's about it. Here? Yeah. Um, and that I wouldn't want to play that game. Sure. I, you know, the analogy that just keeps coming back for me is, is food, right? Like building a fast food restaurant is fundamentally different from building a restaurant that's about the food. Experience. And, yeah. and you know, a chef that's worked at a, uh, at a high-end restaurant and is like passionate about cooking will have to, if they wanted to build like a fast food franchise of their business, they have to do the same kind of conflicting decisions, right? They right. have to say, well, no, I no longer can I use organic free range premium chicken. I'm going to have to, in order to make the numbers, I have to use like Tyson farms, like, you know, the kind where they punch the chicken before they kill it. <laughs> and, and if I'm going to, I can't use like free range eggs. I've got to use like egg mix that I buy from like Cisco. And I've got to do like all this, like these, these compromises have to keep happening. And then it has to be like, you know, how do I get this menu, like to push people to order like the stuff from the top three. So we'll put a box around it and color it red. And like, we'll call this the number one and it'll be like the puck special. And I'll have right. a shitty quote that my marketing team made up. And it starts to get so far away from cooking or in our case from game design and right. loving the player that it's like, I'm not 
I'm no longer like nourished by this. Right. But we're it's different than some people who just seem to have no tolerance. Like we have been pushed, you know. Yeah. You know, we have coins, we have, you know, in a purchase, sure. we have whatever. Right. Um, because it's still like, I like coins. I like virtual well, currencies. And ultimately you know? there are players that want that too. Like you mentioned this with Zombieville. Like, you know, there are some things you just want to skip and we want right. to give that opportunity, but it's very different from saying, hey, this is here. You can get this. And here's one option for you right. versus, hey, you know, like definitely you need to, in order to keep playing, hit, go through this paywall. And it's like a trick where we're going to trick you into thinking the paywall is always there, but then three days later, we're going to take it away because right. we've tested it and we found that, you know, it takes three days for people to like stop playing and we need to re-engage them. And, you know, it's all like we've looked at the data and this is what we found. Right. It's just like, it's in a lot of ways, like gambling in, in the approach. I don't want to, I'm not, it is, I'm it not is. saying it's morally similar to gambling, but I'm saying the approach. It is. It's designed the same way. It's a numbers game. And um, it, it becomes difficult. And the thing is, for us, we're in a decent position, but like there, there is an appetite for it. But I feel like it, right. I, in the last six months, I sure. feel like, I feel like the sort of vibe has been, it's somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or like it's going to move to PC gaming. It's going to move to console. It's right. going to move to iPad only, sure. you know, sure, um, sure. I, you know, the thing that makes me sad also is like hearing stuff like the Whitaker story and um, stuff where, where a lot of developers are like, they feel like they're missing out on freemium and they're like, shit, how do I build a freemium game? And they're like, well, it's like an option where you can either do a premium game or you can do a freemium game. And, and that as an indie, you can actually build a freemium game. And I think this is like this super misleading thing because it's, it's, you know, you think that, oh yeah, I just build a freemium game, make it free. All those mechanics I saw in CSR racing and, and heyday and clash of clans and all that yeah. stuff. And I'll throw it all together. I'll make a really, really good freemium game and I'll put it on the store and I'll like make millions of dollars. Right. And the reality is that, is that you cannot do that. It's a different business. Like right. you have to spend 80% of your revenue on user acquisition and you have to like watch every single user and make sure the users you're acquiring have good uh, ARPUs and like all this stuff has to LTV. like... LTV. It is. There's like LTV questions and it goes to a huge depth of analysis that as a game designer is like the least fun thing in the universe. Right. And, um, and they feel like this is just an option like, oh, are you either freemium or premium? But the reality is that I don't know of an indie studio with very, very few exceptions that are actually equipped to do this reliably. Yeah, right. they might get lucky and their freemium game hits it big and they make the money, but but in terms of like, you know, how many games, what percentage of indie studios that went premium are doing well, what percentage of indie studios that did freemium are doing well, I think the latter category is way, way smaller. Um, because like, if you don't make it, you're not going to make it at right, all. And you're gonna, like, like even like Temple there's Run. There's no studio. Even Temple Run, you know, which I think is sort of the poster child in many Temple ways. Temple Run and Nimblebit really are the two. But Nimblebit is interesting. Nimblebit is a freemium. They're the freemium example. I don't think Temple Run is the freemium example. No, okay. Because they were that they were a premium sure, game they maker. It. Yeah. Temple Run was paid. They switched it. Mm -hmm. It was that the game was so good because I wouldn't even call Temple Run to be. It's not freemium. It just happens to be free. Right. You know what I mean? And and Temple Run too. They made some very light changes. It's not like they all of a sudden like juiced it up with an app purchase they added basically save me's and you know at, at the time we were like a little bit confused by that or whatever but you look and it was just so smart because the the like the sheer like gravity that game has is just huge people mm -hmm. just play it forever and they yeah. love it and like you can't make a game like that like that is not like this is not even the like even imanji like i mean well hopefully i i really I'm excited for their next game, but like I think even they would be surprised yeah. if it was as successful as it's Temple not, Run. How can the you thing is you that? can't design Temple Run. Temple exactly. Run, I don't want to say like yeah, Imanji got lucky. Like they built a really good game, but but for all the people that build a good game, 
there are 99 out of 100 that they don't get the success. Right. And their games are just as good. They, but they made like a wrong choice about like track, you know, about well, the character and it, and or the made, color scheme. They may like have not made theme. any wrong choices. It may have been the correct game, but for whatever reason, the one like tipping point that tipped top Temple Run didn't tip for them. Right. And it there's could, no way to change it, you know? There's no way to control it. Right. And you don't know what it is. It's just sort of the sort of pop sensation and, right. and, and um, you know, and to a degree, Zombie the Highway way, has that. Yeah. To a degree, you the way know, the way to control it. it is that you you make it tip yourself, and the way you make it tip yourself is that you spend millions of dollars on acquisition. But you also have to have the LTV and the like. You have and to you know, have to be able to spend the million dollars and make one point two million dollars because otherwise right. you owe some dude a million dollars and they're going to break your kneecaps. Right. No, but really, like my point with all this, this whole discussion is that if you're an indie studio and you're like, I'm going to go freemium you're going into something really risky. Right. And, and if you are not equipped to make the business changes that are required, i.e. getting investment, spending a million dollars on user acquisition and making damn sure that you're going to make 1.2 back. It's just as much as a gamble. There's no way you're going to do it. It's just not It's not something you can do to say, oh, I'm going to flip it to free and I'm going to make it, it's going to turn into the next Temple Run. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I that that does make me sort of concerned because, you know, I don't know, I have no inside view of this at all, but like, there seems to be no effort from Apple to make this change at all. And I don't see why they should necessarily because they're, you know, we don't see, it's only sure. us that yeah. are, you know. my, my understanding is that Apple does not hate freemium the way we do. No, and I, we don't hate it. I mean, that's the thing is to be clear is it's, it's more the like, it's more, it's uh domination, mm. uh, you know, that it has a place like, sure. like not everyone is going to yeah. be, you know, right. You know, not everyone needs to drive a BMW. They can drive a Honda. You know what I mean? Like they're, they don't appreciate, like if you don't care about the small things sure. in that, why would you pay for that? Like yeah. if you don't care about the nuance and the gameplay and the art and the emotion, and it's just like, you know, sometimes you just need to turn your brain off. And I totally yeah, respect totally. that. And that, I mean, it's true with everything. With film is the same thing, right? Right. Or but, but, television, but I think that what, you know, we were just talking about rental cars mm -hmm. and like rental cars, like you never have a good rental car experience. You might have a good rental car experience, but I'm saying it wasn't designed that way. You got lucky. Like you, you got to the right guy on the right day. The car that you got was in the right place. It's just always an average experience. Right. And it's no matter what budget, Avis, you know, Enterprise, Hertz, whatever. It's like the same. And it's not exactly the same, but I, it, it's like this hyper competitive industry yeah. where all the things are online and the like, there's sort of this like real time bidding almost for mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. customers and yeah. You know, or like airlines right. where the margins are so low mm -hmm. on the rental itself. They're trying to make money on the insurance and it like is. the GPS exactly. and like the car well, it's, seat. It's back and, down to that stuff. It's like when you're running margins that are that tight in right. order to make the business a predictable one that your investors are going to be happy with. And, and when you're running it, like, I don't know how to describe it better than like it's a suits business. Um, you have to be damn sure all your bets are right because you can't afford to be wrong. Like with indies, like we can we can throw out a title that flops because at the end of the day, you know how much does a title cost? Like a right. big title costs, I don't know, two hundred thousand right. dollars, a hundred thousand dollars less than that if you do it all yourself. Uh, when they're spending a million dollars on user acquisition, like that's not even development costs. Right. They've got a team of fifty dudes making clumsy ninja plus the million dollar. I mean, it's. It's I mean, look insane... at the, you can see the pictures of like the heyday team and it's like this big and, group. And you if know? you want bigger numbers, I was talking to someone who was telling me that in, in Asia, the, the campaigns for some of these mobile games are in the 10 to $20 million oh range for a launch. So they're doing full on subway takeovers. They're doing, uh, uh, it's become commonplace to see uh, television ads for mobile games. 
And that's, a, I, we're totally headed in that direction because if they can figure out how to spend 20 million and make 30 million, hey, they're going to do it. Right. So um, I, I just, it's just, I feel like Apple, the difference though between rental cars though and games and like with this world is that Apple has like the whole industry by the balls. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could change, they could change, they could change in one they night. They could change everything. They, they could, could like, they could, they could, if they, I mean, literally what would happen if Apple was like, no more freemium, they're going to take all the free stuff, no, no IAP. Or what if they like, I mean, really, like, what is, what would happen? And you don't even it do would that. be insane. Limit. How about they allow parents to set maximum monthly spend, or that they set absolute monthly maximum spend? Or what if the government sets absolute monthly maximum spend on you know that you have to have these limitations? Like uh, that has already happened. In yeah. uh, I was just reading about it. Right. Anyway, I don't know where. Somewhere where it's like basically there are these limits on how much you can spend in a certain amount of time. Um, certain games have it built in. Sure. Uh, which that's a good step, but um, the paid charts. Mm-hmm. What if all of a sudden it wasn't built around downloads? It was built around revenue. What if top grossing went away? Yeah. Um, a lot of these these things. I mean, that, your point, yeah, it totally totally fits. Is that yeah, Apple? I, I'm not sure what they're optimizing for. Because the thing is, is the if you take away the massive profits right. of freemium, right? You know that, and it's not even that much. Like we were saying, it's on the margin. If you take away that margin, that kills the investment. Yeah. So that's going to collapse the ad market, which yeah. is going to it's further a reduce cascade of of, of the free of market. Inclusion. And now all of a sudden it becomes because the thing is that's what I sort of try to think about is like even like Supercell, which is just the man in terms of this stuff. Their LTV is like three dollars, four dollars, five dollars. That's what I've heard. You know, this is yeah. all anecdotally. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I. Don't have your relationship with Supercell. That's not a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like how, like the tipping point, like an average game on Steam is like nine, sure, ten. Sure, you know, sure. um, I mean, obviously well, they're getting I'll, insane number of downloads, right. but um, they're paying for a lot of them. And those LTVs, like user acquisition costs, are getting higher and higher. Two, three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I feel like it is on a tipping point, but at the same time, I feel like it, they have these juggernauts and they're not changing. Yep. And um, I don't think it's going to change. It's just, I thought it would. I thought there was sure, going to be a sure. shift. There'd be like some rebalancing in the right. last six months, but it's just, it keeps going. I think and we're I, not there yet. And, and maybe, maybe that will happen. We saw that kind of with Facebook games, you know, where there was that, that saddle point where, you know, the acquisition costs got higher than the LTV and, you know, things didn't really last. Um, and they all moved to mobile. <laughs> and they all moved to mobile and, and that may repeat itself. What happens after that happens on mobile? Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, I yeah, I mean maybe maybe we are sort of like the darkest night is before the dawn or whatever, but it's sort of it's sort of becoming you know, because at the same time we you know, we're doing okay, we're not selling our houses or whatever, but we have to make new games. Yep. And uh we're in good positions, but uh it just sort of seems less optimistic. It just feels I f- it just feels less optimistic. It's very unscientific. Yeah. Do you but, do you feel like you're kind of like losing in some ways as a company like to those big guys? No, no, no. I don't see it as competitive at all. I feel like I'm just, I'm losing to the market. Mm. In other words, I don't feel like I have control over my own success. I feel like right. there's just this wave. Your your market share is declining. Of all the money being made oh, by the market. Sure. market oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, for right. sure. But I really don't even care about that. Like, I don't need those numbers, you mm-hmm. know? It's more that, you know, I, I feel like the people in the market are being scared off by these mm-hmm these big guys and I, all I have left are people who are demanding a free game, you know? And I, I mean, zombie highway still does very well paid. In fact, it did better paid than it does free, but that's just because I don't, tr- didn't really try free. Yep. Um, 
too much. But um, yeah, but the thing is, no one likes to do that. No one likes to have to make these compromises. And we're just not these like head in the cloud kind of very long term focused artsy people. In the end, we're making we're running a business, and we need to yep. focus on that. And and I think you know you, you don't like being pushed around. And you know we were sort of in the wild west a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you know you're making whatever game you want, what you think will succeed, what you think isn't working, you try and make what will work yeah. on the platform. Yeah. But now everyone knows what works. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And then that's not to say there's some new new mechanics that are still unco- un- not yet uncovered. For but, sure. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. So Actually, that, we've, we've found all of them and they're coming up in our next game. Yeah, every, <laughs> everyone. Everyone's going to be blown away. They're like, what is this? Why and that, am and that'll I giving be it, them though. so much money? That'll be the you're how right. can I give them more money? You found that like after twelve days of like, is there a way to raise my credit limit so I can give them even more money? Right. <laughs> All you need a lifetime value fifty dollars. You just need one day on the app store. That's all it is. We're just going to cash out and then it's going to anyway, be the island. But we shouldn't end on such a pessimistic note. Um, we hopefully will come back with some more games. There's yeah, this ex- is just going to be one whole season of us bitching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> about how we don't foresee great things. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not at all true. We have, we are, I mean, I'm so excited for the stuff that we've got coming up. And um, yeah, let's talk about it. This is going to be a fun season. Um, we're going to have multiple recording locations, one more echoey than the other, uh, and uh, a whole cool beer lineup. And um, yeah, hopefully a regular schedule. We, uh, you know, I'd like to apologize one more time for us going quiet for so long, but we've just been heads down cranking on games. Um, but I, I hope that the space is going to give us, you know, I think we've refreshed a bit and, and we're really, we're attacking this podcast with uh, a new fervor. And um, one last last word, uh, GDC is coming up in March. Um, unfortunately, we're not doing any kind of presentations there, but, uh, you know, it'd be cool to see you all. So uh, start making plans to, uh, to come. Um, it's always fun, and I think that's the conference to be at. So, uh, yeah, and then as always, uh, email us any questions, stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, um, anything like that, contact at waldgarden.com. Or, yeah, any games from the last... Any games uh, that we've missed, anything you'd like us to review, uh, games that you're working on that you'd like us to see, all that stuff is uh, things we'd like to hear from you about. So um, thanks for joining us, and this is uh, Wall Garden Weekly Season 2. Thanks. Adios.